Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hello and welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Reagan, joined by John for this Monday episode. Today we've got just NFL offseason news to talk about. Uh, a few of those are going to be talking about Geno Smith, Derrick Henry, Derek Carr. Uh, but John, I'm going to let you start. You choose one of our points and we can start talking about that. Alrighty. Yeah. There's a lot of different news <laughs> popping up, but I think, you know, the, the, uh, Geno Smith news is probably in front of a lot of people's minds as it's the most recent one to happen. But the one I want to start with here is the Derrick Henry going to possibly be leaving the Tennessee Titans, uh, via trade. Uh, I woke up this morning as many of you guys probably did to the news that Derrick Henry was being shopped around, which, um, I'm kind of in, in support of at the same time. I'm kind of a little bit surprised, uh, because the last time the Titans tried this little, uh, uh little move of trading one of their star, uh, pieces, AJ Brown ended up going to the Eagles and setting an all time franchise record for the Eagles and going to the Super Bowl and having a chance to compete for the Lombardi. Um, and you know, the Titans kind of fell a little bit flat with Derrick Henry. Can a similar thing happen? Probably, 100%. I think Derrick uh, Derek Henry is one of those guys that's a uh, a difference maker. Uh, whoever, wherever you put him, um, it doesn't matter. I think also on the other side, in the Titans side, I guess it's more of them trying to figure out how, right now is probably the peak of Derrick Henry, um, maybe and on the downhill a little bit. So trading him now, you probably get the max of what you're going to be able to get from him as far as assets in return for Derrick Henry. So that makes sense. He also kind of in the middle of a transition year as far as already getting rid of um, Robert Woods, cutting him, and then also getting rid of, um, uh, gosh, what I, uh, A.J. Brown uh, at the same time. So now you're kind of in a situation where you're already kind of on that front edge of a rebuild. So getting rid of Derrick Henry would seem like the logical next step. However, Derrick Henry being on your roster opens up the possibility of still being a decent playoff contending team. However, I've always been under the impression of this Tennessee Titans team as a middle-of-the-road AFC team. And they're not as good as the elites in the AFC, uh, but they're not as bad as the horrible teams in the AFC, right? They're just kind of there. They, they always seem to get into the playoffs in the wild card round and always find a way to get themselves eliminated. Um, so that's kind of where they've been. And we and eventually, in the next couple of years, Malik Wells is going to take over. Uh, and at that time, they're going to have to figure out how to build around him, how they're going to re- put the right pieces into place. Because besides the defense, the line, they are kind of not well put together. So getting rid of Derrick Henry now, you could probably get a couple draft choices because draft court season's like literally a month away, a little over a month away. So that makes sense. And maybe you can get a couple wide receivers from the team you're, th- you're, you're you know trading him to to try to patch things up as you've gotten rid of a ton of pieces through cuts, trades, uh, veteran talent is no longer your strong suit. So it kind of feels like this is the logical next step after some of the moves because Bud Dupree got cut as well today. Um, a little while back, Robert Woods, like I said, got cut. So they've been doing this throughout the offseason. Uh, so it seems like this doesn't seem too too far off uh, for them to be doing this. But at the same time, it's going to be weird seeing Derrick Henry in a different uniform besides the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I've heard the Bills are an interested team in a Derrick Henry pickup. Um, I think they should do that for two reasons. A, I think Derrick Henry can do a lot of good for that offense, kind of loosen things up for Josh Allen and not force everything to be on him. Give someone else besides Stephon Diggs and the wide receiver core an opportunity. 
Uh, and then also when Von Miller comes back, that defense can be pretty destructive. Now they also kind of lost a few pieces. That's just kind of the way NFL, the NFL works. Uh, you lose pieces, you gain pieces. Um, so I think that would be a good move. And the other reason also is you wouldn't have to have Josh Allen put himself in danger every single play. Give Derrick Henry the football. Let him do what he does. He's a basher-type running back. One of the last ones in the league uh, who can definitely mow people over. So I think you know that would be an interesting move. We'll have to keep an eye on, on all of that as things tick along as far as where Derrick Henry could go. Um, but I think, honestly... As, as weird and as surprising as it sounds, I think this is the correct move because I also think Derrick Henry has been dealing with a lot of injuries recently. Last season, or no, it was a couple of seasons ago during the playoffs, he had that metal uh, play in his foot and he had a bunch of issues with his feet uh, and had some issues there. Still a powerful back, but I think you know the Derrick Henry years in the NFL are coming to a close because like Ezekiel Elliott, uh, you can't go forever as a basher-type running back before eventually he got it kind of you kind of have to, you know, sit back a little bit and, and you know, call it a career. Um, but that's, like, besides Tony Pollard and, and Josh Jacobs getting signed, those are the biggest news as far as uh, coming out of the running back core uh, in the NFL. Um, but there's a lot of stuff is going on around the NFL right now. Yeah, that would be really interesting to see him move. Uh and yeah, if I mean, even if they put him on the Bills, I'm not sure that Josh Allen would stop running around. Probably not. He, he but enjoys it, that. No, maybe quite he a bit. should. <laughs> Let's talk about Geno Smith because this was interesting, and he was rumored to be going to a bunch of different places. Now you're saying the Seahawks are actually going to re-sign him. Let's talk about that. Yeah, they officially, you know, gave him the the bag. They are going to give him, I think, a three-year, one hundred five million dollar deal to stay with the franchise. Um, this coming with them having the fifth. I think something like that, the fifth overall pick in the, a really high pick in the NFL draft. Uh, and with Anthony Richardson, who like, like a lot of people know had one of the best pro days in uh, out of, or not the pro days, one of the best combine days out of every quarterback that, that was there. Uh, and he said he wanted to be a CLC hockey said meeting with Pete Carroll uh, and, and the ownership, they enjoy, he enjoyed talking to them. He felt like the culture was different and he kind of wanted to be there. They're in a position to maybe grab him. Maybe they could trade up and grab him. And I thought maybe, they let Geno Smith walk, or maybe they franchise tagged him or something like that. Now, they give him three years. Does that completely close the door on them picking up uh, a quarterback like that? I don't think so, because Pete Carroll before that also said that this is a year where they might make a splashy play. This They might make some move in the draft and not trade backwards like they are accustomed to doing, because this is a rare once-in-a-lifetime situation, I believe is his words. So it kind of feels like it's still not completely out of the question that they make a gamble and they, and they pick up these quarterbacks. Now, Geno Smith is going to be there for a few years, obviously. Um, but that does, I don't think that turns off any team from drafting the future of the team. We saw Tom Brady when he was still there. He got Kyle Trask. Like Teams do this all the time. They're not completely afraid of drafting a guy behind him. And I think when you have the guys that are coming out of this draft order and when you have a situation like Seattle's in, which does not happen for them every year, like they hardly ever have this good a position and hardly ever talk about it like this. Now, things can change in a heartbeat in the NFL. And with Geno Smith being signed, that can also change things a little bit. But at the same time, I do kind of expect them to to uh, do the smart thing here and and keep and keep uh, and keep their eye out in the draft as possible option to kind of renovate this team as well. Um, but good thing for Gino, I think he's you know he's been a journeyman for sure uh, around the NFL and kind of been bouncing from team to team to team to team uh, before finally finding what seems like a home for him in Seattle. The Jets were calling saying they wanted him back and Seattle just said, Nope, well, you know, we're just going to go ahead and sign the, <laughs> and sign this and keep him for a couple years. 
Uh, so I think that's it's a really good thing for him. I like the way he was able to play in Seattle. Uh, I don't know, you know, when they get deeper in the playoffs, is he the type of player that can hold his own? All those questions still remain. But during the regular season, he played really well uh, and has a really good team around him. Seattle was able to keep a lot of their talent and get better in the running back rooms to make a lot less pressure on him. Uh, and then getting another quarterback in this team can have a really good future for himself. But that's that's kind of the lowest, I'd say, in all the news because, you know, it kind of felt like things were ticking along that way as far as them either getting a quarterback or, or signing a quarterback. But I thought that was... I think that's really kind of cool for him, and I'm, I'm glad he was able to get the money. Yeah, I'm glad that they signed him, too. I think he's worth it in the year that he had last year. Uh, let's talk about Daniel Jones and Dable. And you were saying that you think that Dable had a big part in Daniel Jones getting the money and getting signed again. So what do you think about that situation? Yeah, so I looked it up because I was just curious because, you know, Daniel Jones, and in my opinion, is a lot like, Josh uh, Josh Allen as far as his ability to run the football and play as a kind of a running type quarterback but just wasn't used that way uh, forever and and everyone's talking about how Dan Jones isn't worth the money he shouldn't be signed everyone needs to cut him he shouldn't be on the Giants he's not any good then Brian Dable comes along and now he's looking like he's going to get 45 million dollars or something like that per year so he's in a really good situation for himself but I was looking at the rushing numbers um, from 2000 in 2019 he had 279 rushing yards in 2020 he had 423 in 2021, he had 298, and then when Dable take over, took over, excuse me, he had 120 attempts rushing for 708 yards and seven touchdowns. So he became a very mobile quarterback. They gave him opportunities on the ground. They, with Saquon Barkley even being healthy, he was able to have opportunities with to run the football and play that breed of football for himself which opened up the passing game, which gave him opportunities to make plays there. And boom, he turns into a quarterback that you could see manning your franchise for a while. I think he's done just a great job coaching this team in general, Dable. But I think at the same time, he's turned Daniel Jones into a mediocre quarterback with a decent arm and a decent ability to throw to a quarterback that can now run, which opens up a completely different facet of a team take Lamar Jackson he can run the football and pass it Patrick Holmes can do the same Russell Wilson can do the same all those guys have been one of the or some of the best quarterbacks in the league for for this generation I guess right you know some of the most recognizable quarterbacks are the guys that can run the football and pass the football and they're some of the hardest to beat I mean if you look at his passing numbers he has 3,205 yards this season which is the most he's had since 2019 but he beat that by just about a hundred some odd yards. So he's just been, you know, turning a whole lot of leaves over and, and moving in the right direction. And the giants know that you can't just, when you find a quarterback that meshes well with your, with your coach and the coach is able to make him better than he has been in years prior and allows him to, you know, do things that he has not normally done. You can't really find that in the draft very well because it's so hard to pick that good quarterback out because we've seen, like we talked about in the last podcast, how many bad decisions of people trading up to get quarterbacks and them not working out, not working out, not working out, not working out? Uh, with you know Josh Allen, they had to pick a guy pretty low and also work his way to where he's at. Daniel Jones is a very similar situation where they had to work his way to get to this point. I think him going and coaching Josh Allen, uh, that type of quarterback has helped him kind of see the uh, untapped potential of Daniel Jones. I think if they use him this way where they don't let him just bash through guys and run through walls, but allow him to run the football to open up the passing game and put weapons around him. And this Giants team can be pretty destructive as well because 
They also, uh, Saquon Barkley is looking like he might not get signed again by the Giants just because they're so far off in a contract here, which might also be a part because they want to sign Daniel Jones to a pretty big deal. But I think that's one of the other quarterbacks that just kind of, like Geno Smith has just been kind of put to the side and cut, like not really treated well, but then he goes to a team that he sits in well, and that helps him get something done. But I think Brian Dable has really helped Daniel Jones become a really good quarterback. I'm excited to see what they do next season. Obviously, I think you can't, I don't think you could point to this, that type of success uh, as you could with a, like as a one hit wonder type thing. I don't think that type of chemistry, that type of play based off of all the seasons he's played since 2019, having the most he's ever had in passing and rushing yards, the most attempts he's ever had and the, like playing some of the best football in general for this Giants team that we've seen in forever. I don't think you can call that a one hit wonder. I think uh, Dable is a excellent pickup. I think picking up Daniel Jones's option is going to be a good option as well. Uh, just because I think this is basically his rookie year. Because finally, we kind of see what you would hope you would see from the rookie year. You kind of see him playing at a, a high level. You kind of see him playing what it seems like with a lot more confidence when you watch him on the football field. And you're going to need a better a rushing quarterback if you're going to have success with Saquon Barkley uh, um, possibly walking. Right? Obviously, you could pick up a running back and uh, be a free agency or whatever the case may be through the draft. But having a quarterback that can rush but does it do what Josh Allen does? Because Josh Josh Allen's super good in rushing the football. The problem is longevity is not going to be there if you pound Josh Allen over and over and over again like he's a running back. That's why running backs don't last long in this league. But if you have a quarterback that's willing to slide and get out of bounds and then also run the football, that's the type of quarterback that you want to keep. So I think all those variables weighing the same, I think he's going to have a lot of success in this offense. And you know I think he's going to be a really powerful asset for him going down the stretch uh, next season and, and hopefully getting into not maybe a Super Bowl contending team yet, but at the same time, I think that they're on the right path. Good quarterback, good coach, good foundation. See where they can build. All right, yeah. I've always liked Daniel Jones. I don't know. He's like, it seems like he was super underrated until yeah, I guess Dave sure. came, like you said. All right, so we've come to the part of the show where we have to talk about Tom Brady again. <laughs> uh What's going on with Tom Brady now? Is he literally coming back? Okay, so I don't like when we talked about when he when he first retired. I didn't really think he's officially fully done. I don't think, and I, I just don't think you can do that with Tom Brady. Uh, they claim he's wanted to. Multiple people at the combine were telling Rich Eisen that he is not done in the NFL, and that the Dolphins are a team to look at as a possible pickup for Tom Brady, and that that's where he wants to be. Um. Now, we know the Dolphins have been linked to Tom Brady and Sean Payton in the past where they thought they were going to do a little uh, switch with the Bucks and they're going to get Tom Brady and uh, and um, and and Sean Payton. That didn't work out. Um, so now they're in a situation where they want him still. <laughs> they're not done yet. Um, so and I th- at this point, I believe they wouldn't have to trade anything to get him because I believe he's a free agent. He was going to be a free agent, so they wouldn't have to do anything work there. Tua, there's a lot of question marks about do they want to pick up his fifth-year option just because of concussions and injuries that he's had? Or is he uh, a viable option to continue with the football team? That's a question mark that no one knows the answer to in Miami. Uh, Plus, Tom Brady probably would love the opportunity to play with Tyree Kill. He has a year off of Fox, right? He he said he's not going until the uh, the following season. So there's another... Another reason why I don't believe is would didn't believe is fully finished. Then he signed his retirement papers and sent those in. Um, I don't think that I don't know if that officially closes off any opportunity to go there. I didn't see anything about that. But 
the Dolphins have been tossed around so much that I don't think you can just be quiet to that. Uh, I think you kind of have to wonder is, can Tom Brady officially walk away from football? Can he actually do it? Can he can he fundamentally, in his core, be like, okay, all right, I'm done. I'm going to go to broadcasting now. Because it seems like everything he's doing is trying to delay the inevitable of him retiring as much as humanly possible. Waiting a long time to announce his retirement. Then after he retires, saying he's not going to go to Fox immediately. Not really hearing anything from Tom Brady. Hearing rumors about Tom Brady going to the Miami Dolphins. Similar things happened last year where he delayed his retirement, denounced his retirement. He came back and played for the Bucks after the Dolphin rumor came out. And then he talked to ownership and he came back. And now he's a free agency. So he doesn't have any loyalty to the Bucks at this point. So he doesn't have to worry about that. So I just wouldn't say that it's um, a sure thing. But at the same time, when you have Tom Brady you're talking about and he already unretired and greats of the past have unretired, retired, unretired, 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 retired. It's just how that works if you're that type of competitor and you enjoy it so much that I actually would not put it by Tom Brady going to the Dolphins. Now, everyone, the, the rumor and the report that I heard was also that uh, it would have to be if Tua uh, was not healthy enough to play. So it's going to depend on his health. Um. So I, they want to play with Tua, but I'm they're just concerned about his health and can he stay off the field and can he not get a concussion um, because concussions can be a situation where if you get one, you keep getting them uh, consistently. And we saw it last season where he had like three concussions in one season, which is not a healthy thing for any quarterback to go through. So maybe like it's a possibility he'll have to retire in and of himself uh, just for his health and safety. But you know, Tom. It wouldn't be an off season if there wasn't Tom Brady news to you know cover and and talk about. Um, but I think if you ask me, I would say it sits at a. I don't know. I, I would go sixty forty on a chance of that. I wouldn't say fifty fifty just because I don't think broadcasting is calling his name that loud at this point. Uh, I think he still has a desire, um, and if the Dolphins didn't have a viable quarterback one. I would say it's even higher than a 60-40, but right now I'd say that's where they're kind of sitting at. Um, but just real quick before we end, I just wanted to briefly talk about the Derek Carr going to the Saints move, which uh, the Saints now have their quarterback um, for, I think they said five years is, is kind of where Derek Carr sits on that. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. We'll have to see kind of how he plays in the Saints offense with uh, – with the guys that they have, because I think they're building a really good offense as far as their wide receiver room. I think defensively they're in a good situation, but Derek Carr had a, quite a few turnovers last season uh, and struggled with keeping the ball in the right hand. So I don't know if that's going to be an issue going down this uh, down the road, uh, but I think he's a game manager. I think he's the type of quarterback that won't force the issue like Jameis Winston has in the past. Uh, I think they're going to, uh, if he could just, you know, do what's necessary. Doesn't try to be a hero and just try to work with the guys that they have to try to methodically move down the field. I think they've got, you know, a good playoff contending team now where they can at least put themselves in the running. And he moves himself out of a very good AFC uh, division that he was in to a, to a one that has Kyle Trask, Desmond Ritter, and Sam Darnold in it. So things get a little bit easier for him to try to make a little bit of a run for himself. If he just plays at a game manager's pace and level, I think they'll have a good success with him. But I just wanted to briefly touch on that because that's the other piece of quarterback news that has come out um, from the NFL. But I think that's most of the high points from today. It's crazy that all of that happened today. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's all the stuff that uh, I have for today. All right. Well, we'll have to see what happens with all of that. And we'll be keeping an eye on Tom Brady's thing 
probably the most. And hopefully we hear something from him at some point. Do you think he'll make any announcements about anything coming I think soon? You, If you hear about it, I think it's going to heat up a lot because right now it's right before the draft. I think you're going to probably hear the most about it right, right between this point with free agency about to pick up with the draft about to pick up and people are trying to make decisions. So I think if you're going to hear something from him, if you're going to hear something from the dolphins, if you're going to hear these reports being uh, like uh, approved or not approved, but like validated, I think you're going to hear it within these next couple months because if Tom Brady is not coming, the dolphins are going to have to make a decision to get a free agency pickup of a quarterback to try to fix things because they cannot be in a situation where they wait for Tom Brady. Tom Brady does not come, and now they're screwed. Because if two has another injury, yeah, they got Skylar Thompson behind him, but is that really where they're going to sit? I think they'd have to bring veteran talent in there to give Skylar Thompson more time. So I think if you're going to hear about it, and if it's going to officially happen, this is the time window from now until about April 26th, which I think is the start of the draft. That is when you'll hear the official or basically official word if Tom Brady is going. All right, we'll be looking forward to that, and we'll be covering the draft here soon uh, and any other news that pops up randomly in the middle of the day like these things did. And we'll cover that next time. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. See you. Stop.